What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Vance Chapel from the Delight Show, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. From the Gift of Podcast Studios, it's the Delight Show with special guest Kate Murphy. And here's your host, Vance Chapel. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to the Delight Show. I had to stop and think what this show was called. I did it in one, one take this time. It's not hard to do. Um, happy, well, it, at, at this show, as commissioned by Prime Minister William Regal, is Wars Giving. Uh, we are having a, a, a and, and there's no Royal Rumble in this show. This is new recording. This is fresh Delight Show goodness here from the Gift Podcast Studios, but it wouldn't be Wars Giving Unless I had a loved one here with me, unless I had someone that, that I, can, I can talk to and enjoy with, and I brought the Regis Philbin to my David Letterman, the Kate Murphy. How are you doing, Kate? Hello. Good morning. Um, I'm good. The wake and bake is hit, so God bless your soul. See, I, <laughs> I, I also did the wake and bake, but it's different for me because I made cinnamon rolls. Um, because That's I have, the most wholesome thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I have a house full of children right now, uh, and a, and a couple ladies, and they needed breakfast. So when I woke up, I, I cooked the cinnamon rolls. So I, I I also did a wake and bake, but I think yours is different than mine. Um, but hey, whatever works for you. Uh, I am caffeinated, as you can probably hear from Same. the the uh, way I'm going on. But it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, I wanted to do a live show. I wanted to have some someone on the show. Um, Kate, this is your fourth, t- third or fourth time. Fourth, if we count your cameo at the end, at the beginning of the last gift of podcast. But I think your third time actually been my guest on the show, uh, which officially, yeah, which officially pushes you past. Time? Yeah, this officially pushes you past Ant. Um, so congratulations, Aww. you are now the number one recurring guest on a Man's Chapel show. Uh, definitely the delight show. I didn't even introduce myself. I am the Monday Night Delight. I just started the show. Um, all right, caffeine. I've had too much caffeine. It's gonna be a good show. I'm like chugging coffee. It's not good. Oh, it's great, but it's, oh yeah, it's, it's wonderful. But it's Thanksgiving week, and uh, it's funny because you and I, apart from each other, separately, not thinking about it, have had two different conversations about the same Thanksgiving food item, um, and we're gonna talk about it here. I call it dressing. I believe you call it stuffing. I do call it stuffing because that's the right term. And we're going to talk about that for a second. We're, talking, we're going to talk Thanksgiving stuff. But at the end of the show, uh, this is a wrestling show after all, and we're going to talk about Survivor Series. Yes, the Delight Show is going to talk about a WWE program. Hold on, everybody. It's going to get crazy. But let's talk about stuffing versus dressing. Um, let me ask you this. What goes into your... Stuffing, and I heavily air quotes. Uh, actually, first question: Do you actually put the stuffing inside the turkey? Oh no, I don't do that. Then it's not stuffed, and it's not stuffing. That's 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 my position. But what goes into the stuffing? Do you, do you use store bought stuffing? Is it homemade? What do you do for that? So my mom makes this fucking dope ass Italian stuffing. So it has like garlic bread and cheese and sausage and breadcrumbs. It's just amazing. Hmm. Amazing! It's hmm. the greatest thing in the world. Like, it's the greatest thing in the world. 
but I also fuck with stovetop really heavy too. Like, <laughs> see, I, I, I could stovetop's delicious. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like, the meat stuffing is my favorite. But like, if you handed me a box of stovetop, I would not say no. Sure, and I, you know, I, I, and I believe the box says stuffing on it. Yeah, it does. So stuff it in some place. Um, but no, here's here's my problem with that. One is this: Did you stuff it in something? And if you didn't, well, it didn't get stuffed. Not stuffing. I'm letting that alone. I'll leave that alone for now. But dressing is a liquid. This is not salad dressing. It's 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 a dressing. It's a it's a side. It dresses the turkey nicely. It, it's a companion piece, if you will. But any uh, side dish is a companion piece, and that and if you're going on that theory, anything could be called fucking dressing. And I can I curse on this show? Yeah, Sorry. why not? I do half the time. Okay. <laughs> it's not the gift of podcast. This is the light show. This is a different show. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to be respectful. Well, if, if this was the gift of podcast and Goldberg had not won a title, yes, you could not swear. <laughs> uh, but this is the delight show, and I rattle off two or three every show. You feel free to do whatever you want. Dope. It's uh, fucking stuffing. Nah. Um, it's, it's dressing. But let me tell you about the conversation I had about dressing this morning. Um, for starters... And actually, I was talking to a, a uh, buddy of mine who lives, who was originally from Cleveland. He's lived in Colorado and now lives up in upstate New York. And he called it stuffing the whole time. And I was like, no, it's dressing because we're not putting in anything. Um, but um, my grandmother makes the best dressing on the planet. Um, and, and, and here in the uh, WAR South, as I call it, the, the, we don't put a lot of... We, we make the stuff, or the dressing, the stuffing, whatever you want to call it, but we don't put the sausage and the cheese and things in it because it's a dressing. It goes with the turkey. It makes the turkey better. So what she does, and we call it three-day stuffing because if I'm going to make it, and spoiler alert to this story, I'm going to try to make it because we're not going to my grandmother's this year. Mm-hmm. I have to start cooking today. <laughs> it is, it yes. is Sunday, everybody. Today, I have to make cornbread, which I can make cornbread I was born when I make cornbread. Uh, I have to make biscuits. And I got to let those sit out and stale for a couple of days. Once they get good and, and stale, you chop them up. You, so, you you take the innards of the turkey, which I have now. Um, which, by the way, that's gross for the first time you're doing your own turkey. That the, Is this the first time you're doing your own turkey? It's the first time we're doing our own turkey. Okay. Um, so we take the, we got to boil those and make the broth. And then... It's a process over the course of a couple of days of cooking a little bit and brothing and cooking and broth, so it stays moist and juicy. And it's the my my aunt Joanne says every year, you know, I don't really need any turkey. I'll just eat all the stuffing, which we say no to because we all want some. Um, but it's the best stuffing on the planet, and I'm going to screw it up. You'll be great. You're going to be great. It, it, even if I do fantastic, it will not be as good as my grandmother's because you know we're not sitting in a house together. But I'm gonna try to make the stuffing, stuffing, uh, but it's gonna you know it, it. If you don't hear from me for the next three days, everybody, it's because I'm making this one dish for Thursday. Um, but yeah, so what are you doing this year? You know, are you having a normal Thanksgiving? Are you having an abnormal Thanksgiving? Are you having Thanksgiving at all this year, Kate? This is the my Thanksgiving is not going to be changed whatsoever because it's always just me, my parents, and my brother every year anyway. All right, so. Literally, everyone's, like, complaining about not having the traditional, normal Thanksgiving experience. I'm like, bitch, mine's unchanged. Like, and that is something I take comfort in. Like, 
Because I don't have, like, extended family that, like, I'm really close to. Right. So, holidays, I'm always chilling at home. Which, like, yeah, there are sometimes where I'm like, oh, that's kind of shitty. But, like, in the sense of the fact that there's a global pandemic going on and, like, everything is still going on as normal, at least in terms of holidays, like, that's something I'm very grateful for and very lucky for. Because and, and a lot of true. people aren't, is not having a normal Thanksgiving. And, and I, I fall in that category. And I'll tell you this story. Um, beginning of September... On a Sunday afternoon, I go to pick up something from my grandmother's house, and she drops the bomb that they're not hosting Thanksgiving this year. They think it's not safe. They think it'd be best if we didn't all come in for Thanksgiving. Well, and let me tell you about my Thanksgiving, why that's a big deal. My grandparents have uh, two living children. My mother's passed away. Um, my father would be coming, my, and then my uncle's wife would be coming. So there's six people. They have six grandkids. Um, and then when you count in the children and the significant others, that's 11 more people that would be coming. Um, that's 23 people that would be coming to, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, 23 and not just coming from around our little town, because that would be one thing, but there's people coming from, uh, the cap, Frankfurt and Lawrenceburg, which are the capital, one of the bigger cities here in Kentucky, people coming from Owensboro, people coming up from other States. So it's dangerous to bring all these people together for my grandparents' health. But at the time, I was like, you know, it's prob- we'd probably be okay. This Sunday afternoon, I'm like, you know, it, I, I hate it. I really, I'm not going to say anything about it, but I think it's, they're being too cautious. I, I, I hate it. Next morning, I couldn't smell anything. And the next day, I was diagnosed with the COVID. Uh, so they are not being too cautious. They, they're being exactly as cautious as they need to be because... Turns out, yeah, I was bringing the COVID into their house if I was coming. Uh, so we're going from a 23-person Thanksgiving, which it's a lot of people for their three-bedroom house to fit in, mm-hmm. to the five people that here live in my house. Myself, Mary Grace, Jackie, Bert, and Ellie. Um, and luckily, my grandfather has agreed to smoke us a turkey, as he normally does. We pay for the turkey. He's going to smoke it. But we're cooking all the pieces. Um I'm cooking the stuffing. Mary Grace is making a sweet potato casserole kind of thing. We'll have the, we'll have all the sides, um, and then we have purchased a pumpkin cheesecake for the day. So we we're, oh, we're gonna have gosh. a beautiful we're Thanksgiving. Um, we're gonna be in the house. We're gonna watch the parade here in the house with the kids. We do it every year. They are still having the the damn thing, which yeah, is Hamilton's nice. Hamilton's performing. Hamilton's performing. I'm really uh, excited for Hamilton. <laughs> and every, everyone who knows war knows I love Hamilton. I sang Hamilton at the um, at the at the gala, the Ramadan gala in 2019. Um, so we're pro- you know, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch movies. We're going to watch the parade. We're going to have a good day. It's not the Thanksgiving that I really kind of want, but it's the one that really everyone got. I'm doing the Dark Knight now. It's the one everyone needs right now. Yeah. Um, and let me just say this: if you're out there and you listen to this show and you're an American and you think. Fuck it, I'm having regular Thanksgiving anyway. You're a bad person. Um, I I hate not having this Thanksgiving. But you know what I would hate more? Is my grandfather not making it to next Thanksgiving. My dad not making it to Christmas. So, stay home, keep your loved ones safe and healthy, and don't have a 25-person Thanksgiving. Have a nice five-person Thanksgiving. Have, you know, my grandparents are having a three-person Thanksgiving. Them, themselves, and my aunt, they're, and they're not even having turkey. They're having steaks. They're making a big barbecue kind of day of it. 
do that. It'll still be Thanksgiving. You can still be thankful, but don't risk people's lives. I say probably 12 hours before you leave for some. And if you're listening to this on your way to Thanksgiving somewhere in a big group. Go fuck yourself. T- turn around. <laughs> <laughs> I was going somewhere else with it, but Kate's got a good point. Uh, Go fuck yourself. No, it's not worth it. Like, you can give up one big Thanksgiving to ensure that you have a nice Thanksgiving with your love, all of your loved ones next year. Right. It's not going to fucking kill you to stay home for one year. Like, right. I have a chill Thanksgiving every year, and honestly, it's great. Like, can I tell you all about chill Thanksgiving? Go and for it. What all of you with big families are missing out on? When you have Thanksgiving at your house with your family, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to dress up. So, like, elastic waists all around. You can be as formal as a pair of legging or as informal as a festive onesie. Um, you can watch whatever holiday programming you like. For me personally, I've, I watch the parade in the morning when I have my coffee. And I watch all of the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a good idea. I also used to marathon um, when I was, I did this in high school mostly, in college. I used to marathon all the Thanksgiving episodes of that 70s show because there is a period of time where every Thanksgiving on, I think it was FX, they used to have a That 70s Show marathon on TV. And I love That 70s Show. It's one of my favorite shows. So I, I used to watch it every Thanksgiving. Now I watch Friends every Thanksgiving. So I watch Friends. I watch all the episodes all day leading up to dinner. And. The other fun thing about being chill Thanksgiving is I get really high the whole day in preparation for the greatest meal you're going to eat all year. Because you see, when you get high, you get the munchies. Right. What better food is there to satiate the munchies than Thanksgiving? That's true. Uh, like, I suppose. I don't know. I don't, don't get high. And, like, and, I'm, like, and I'm a fucking grown-ass adult, so it's not like I have to go on a walk with my cousins and have to be sus... Like, sus and pretend like I'm not high, I can openly smoke in my pajamas, watch Friends, not have to stress, and then have Thanksgiving. Like, it's it's awesome, and it's really relaxing, and you don't have to worry about pressure from, like, family members you might not necessarily like, or you might not, if you're in an environment where, if you, or in a family where if you're, like, say, like, in the closet, or you have a lifestyle choice or something about you, that you can't share with your family. Like, you don't have to be around people that you have to, like, stifle yourself around. Like, it's great. Like, I don't know. I, I like, in concept, the theory of a chill big diet. Yeah, but, like, chill Thanksgiving's great. Chill holidays are great. Like, you can be yourself, and you can enjoy the holiday, and, like, you can pro- I feel like you can properly reflect on, you know, what you're thankful for and shit like that. That's true. When you're... Not I around mean, a million people. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will say this. Last year, I um, we had regular Thanksgiving. 23 people. 20, 23 people? Maybe 20. I'm trying to think, when, when was my nephew born? No, he was there. It was his first Thanksgiving. Um, so we had 23 people there in the house. No problem. Um, I overshot my target eating, and I put myself into the turkey coma. So I missed half the afternoon anyway. So... And this way, at least I'll get my regular uh, Thanksgiving coma, my regular thing. You know, if I if I sleep away half the afternoon, at least I'm not being rude. I'm just it, in my own house, everything's good. Um, but yeah, it should be should be a good day. Um, 
more than likely will kick off Christmas movies that night. My son has been begging to watch Home Alone. He loves it so much. I will probably watch it Thursday night. Um, any other... So you've talked about your chill Thanksgiving. Any other traditions y'all do on Thanksgiving Day? Um, what, what else do I do on Thanksgiving? Uh, I usually... Sometimes I watch The Grinch like after dinner. Like the Jim Carrey one. Because that's my favorite Christmas movie. It's my favorite. It's my all-time favorite. So I'll watch that on, Chris, on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I, I can't honestly say I've ever watched the whole thing. What? I mean, I've it's, seen parts of it, but I don't know if I've ever seen It's a masterpiece. It's on Netflix. It's a masterpiece. My son is a big fan of the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch animated one from a couple years ago. It's cute. I watched it last year. It's cute. I don't remember it very well, but it was cute. I watched it with him. Um... Yeah, and it, I'm a fan it, of the classic as well. No, the classic's like, fantastic. Boris Karloff, yeah. Um, but maybe we'll we'll give we'll give that one a chance sometime during the month here. Um, it's it's going to be a good Thanksgiving. We have a tradition. It was my mom's thing, and in the last six years, it's continued on without her. She loved the blessed. I don't even know what group it is, but there's a dog show that comes. Oh my on. god, the puppy bowl. No, no. There's an actual, like... The Westminster Dog Show? Westminster American Kennel Club Dog Show that comes on Thanksgiving afternoon after the parade. My mother loved that. Oh, and I, was, I watch and, that sometimes. And it always ended up with my mom, my aunts, and my grandmother sitting at the kitchen table, coffee, pie, watching the dog show. So I will probably, 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 probably turn that on Thursday. The dog show is a great time. And watch that whole thing there. Um, but yeah... Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Just don't have a dangerous Thanksgiving for your loved ones. Enjoy your loved ones. Um, you don't know, you know. Hopefully, I don't want to wish. I don't. I want to. Don't wish poorly on anybody. But enjoy the people you can be around, and protect the people you can't, so that you can be around with them next year. I know full well, hundred ninety nine percent of my heart knows. That this is my dad's last Thanksgiving. I would love to be with him for Thanksgiving. I don't want to put the stamp on it that says it is his last Thanksgiving by bringing him. You know, I'm not contagious anymore. I, I can't give him COVID now. But there's three people in his house that didn't actually catch it. And if they're accidentally mm-hmm. infected, I don't want to be the one that brings him someone that's going to make him sick. And, and so as I'm putting the, the wrap on that, we're not going to talk about don't have Thanksgiving. You know, You know what to do, what not to do. Do it. Um, my grandfather is 91. He'll hopefully be around at 92 for the next Thanksgiving. But I don't want to make sure he doesn't. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, traditions. But you know, I haven't seen my aunt and uncle in a year. They'll you know, I'll see them next year sometime. When once we all have vaccines, we'll be fine. But it, it's just it's the way it has to be. Don't endanger people you love. Um, let's move on to something a little more. Uh, you keep using the word wholesome when we talk about this. Um, things we're actually thankful for. It's Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful. I know I call it Warsgiving, but we're not going to be warful. Um, things we're thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful, and I'm just going to get this plug out of the way first, uh, for the group of people here at WrestleLack Radio. Um, we are the weirdest kind of family you're going to come across. Um, but we have immediately fallen in love with one another. We care about each other. Um, I talk to people from war every single day, mainly uh, Kate, who has stepped away from the mic 
may not be able to hear this. I'm going to say some lovely things about Kate. They are um, a wonderful person, a lot of fun to talk to. Always either something to make me laugh, something to bounce something off, somebody to bounce stuff off of. Um, Rick, Fretz, Will, uh, Zach, always great people to talk to. And, and I love having my Wrestle Like Radio family. So much fun. So so many uh, good memories and good memories to make in the future. I, I love these people. I can't wait to see them again. So I'm thankful for my Wrestle Like Radio family. Even more so than my family family. Um, I'm going to keep talking about them because as I'm looking at my video here, Kate's away from the computer. Um, I'm thankful for my family family here in the house. Um, you guys have heard me talk about Mary Grace and Jackie. You've heard me talk about Eleanor and Bert. I would not... Uh, I say it's Ellie and Bert or Eleanor and Robert. But yeah, my kids, I love them so much. Um, this year's been hard on everybody. It's been hard on, um, you know, I lost a job that I loved earlier this year. I managed to find a new one. I'm thankful for that. I'm just thankful that the four people that live in this house besides me have been so supportive of me the last few months trying to get my feet back under me. Job-wise, uh, it's been some tight times, but we have made it, and I'm thankful for all that. So, Kate, what's something you're thankful for? I am thankful for a lot this year. Um, like, 2020 has been a very difficult year. Mm-hmm. But for me, I have, like, tried really hard to make the best of it. And motorcycle. Uh, oh, hello. Uh, hello, it, Hagrid. <laughs> I know. It's just a car with a bad muffler, to be honest with you. Oh. Um, so, I... I've spent most of the year, you know, in quarantine. I lost my job, like, at the start of it. And as I was in quarantine, I realized I didn't want that job back, and it worked out because they didn't call me back. So, like, yeah, it sucks. So, like, I'm out of work. But, like, I'm lucky that I qualify for unemployment, and I'm lucky that I was able to, like, save money for the first time in my life. And, like, I've really worked on myself. And, like, I feel like I've gotten my shit together, like, as a grown-up. Like, I've been working on my credit and doing important things like that. And I got into school. Yeah. And I figured out what I want to do. And I started volunteering for the Trevor Project in two weeks. And, like, I have a really great group of friends. Like, last week, we had a surprise birthday party for two of my best friends. We had my one friend from Georgia come and surprise the birthday girls. And we made Thanksgiving dinner because one of the birthday girls, her favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And she works as a DSP in a group home. So she's going to be working on Thanksgiving. Mm. So we had like a Friendsgiving. And like my friend Katie got fucking wasted and cooked an entire Thanksgiving dinner. And it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like... Uh, we had chicken. We had to do chicken because we could. It was either we wanted to do like turkey legs, right? So because we we did a Harry Potter theme, like we the, we made the birthday girls letters, like uh, Hogwarts letters, right. and we all wore our colors, and we made goodie bags, and we fucking hung. We ordered these LED candles and hung them from the fucking ceiling. Like we went all out. Like we're crazy. Um. And we, my friend, we, she made this whole fucking dinner. Like she made this delicious chicken and she made mashed potatoes and she made this fucking, this, the sweet, you know, like the sweet potato with the mash, the marshmallows and shit. Yes. So she made that, but by mistake, she put in green food coloring instead of vanilla extract. So they were green, but it was the most, it was, inc- they were incredible and they were delicious. And like oh, green potato, it was, it was, they were bomb. And like, we agree they have to be a staple. 
Yeah. And like we we were all like it was just the fucking the six of us in a small Queens apartment eating Thanksgiving dinner with with a full like on a folding table and we were watching Trump speak because because uh. um they had reconfirmed that Biden had taken Georgia. <laughs> we all we, yeah. we all knew that. Uh, but yes. yeah, but yeah, no, it's good times. I'm think. Let's get this I'm out of the way. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful like, I'm for thankful that. For, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he's not in office anymore. And I'm think. I'm just. I'm thankful that this year did not kick my ass in the way that it could have. Sure. And I'm like thankful, and I'm obviously thankful for like y'all and the network and KOTR and like all of these really exciting things and all these exciting things that I've learned as a result of knowing all of you. Exactly. I'm thankful that we will one day be able to come together again for for WrestleMania, uh, or wait. or uh, an All Out or something where we can all get together and and see one another again. Um, and that means you, Fretz. That means you're going to have to come down to the states because we want all of Wrestling Radio together. Um, oh, and I'm also thankful for Drag Race. <laughs> I have gotten. <laughs> I don't know how much I've talked about Drag Race on the show. Um, started watching Drag Race earlier this year. Um, at the um, at the behest of Kate, um, and we we were scrolling through Hulu looking for something to watch one day, and like, oh, let's try Drag Race. And for, and by chance, we started on the perfect season to start on. Um, and we love it. We fell in love with it. It is, uh, it's, and I know that if you're in the WAR South like me, you're not going to find this believable. It's a wonderfully wholesome show about people, you know, not all of it, but about people just trying to, A, it's heartwarming. Yes, it's heartwarming. There's I wouldn't a, use wholesome. Maybe wholesome, that's right. It's heartwarming. Um, but there are times where it's just people taking care of each other, and that's wholesome to me. Um, there were conversations that you would that my probably favorite queen. Uh, it's hard to pick my favorite of them, but what, I think my favorite might be Bianca Del Rio. Her having oh conversations. God. I'm rewatching season six right now. Her having conversations with a door. And, Beauty uh, fades. And, Ugly is forever. Exactly. She was taking care of these women, and and I love it. I love it so much. Um, I didn't think to put it on my thankful list, but yeah, it's, I'm glad I started watching it over the past year. Um, Deadass, for me, Drag Race was, like, the kicking point into me, like, I guess, finding, like, my voice and myself. Because I, I, saw, I saw myself in, like, all these drag queens. Like, it's something I just, I connected to really strongly. And then next thing I know, like, Drag Race, like, just made me, the whole, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody? That's a it's great drag- message. But, like, it helped. And, like... I started, you know, I watch Drag Race every day of my life, and I engage in some sort of Drag Race-related content every day. So I hear that every day, and that affirmation, I guess, like, before I knew, you know, I started practicing yoga, and I found my craft and witchcraft, and I got into therapy, and I just started doing these things that, like, I can, like, confidently say I love myself, and that's not necessarily something I could have said before I got into Drag Race. So, like, it's a stupid little show, that like, but like, it's inspiring and it helped me get it together. It is uh, amazing what that show can actually, and I would say that message at the end of every single show. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can that, I get an amen up in that's here? That's such a beautiful message. It is so important, and and yeah, I don't hear it every day, but I hear it several times a week, and it's it's very important. Um, how many? And we hadn't. 
we've been binging Avatar: The Last Airbender the last week. We hadn't watched a lot of Drag Race, but I have never watched the show in full. Oh, it's so good. We finished it last night. Um, how many to Drag Race? Yeah, how many times a week would you say you just get a text from me sometime when I just says Drag Race? Drag Race. <laughs> it's usually t- about ten forty-five at night. Yeah, two to three times a week. We get the kids down. We uh, we have popcorn, we have drinks, and the drag race. What season are you on? Are you still on season seven? Um, yes, we have two episodes left in season seven. Oh my god! And we've been sitting we've been sitting at two episodes left in season seven for like a week. Um, so we're we're gonna finish soon. Um, I've our, I I I don't know who wins. I know who I want to win. Um, who do you want to win? I want Violet. I want Violet Chachki to win season seven. Jackie wants Ginger Minj to win season seven. Mary Grace. Um, is devastated that Trixie Mattel is gone again, and so we, we are, we are um, gearing up to. I, I need her to know Trixie Mattel is probably one of the most successful drag race queens. Oh, good. Um, I want to read. You have a book that I want to read. Um, oh my God, Trixie and Koch's Guide to Modern Womanhood is fantastic. Yes, so um, a lot of fun there. That. I don't, I don't know how we got to Drag Race. I mean, you're thankful for because it. Because I'm thankful for yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know what? So am I. It's, it's been a lot of fun. If nothing else, it's 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 affirming with that message and it's given me another thing to talk to Kate about, which is always fun. Um, Mikey, if you're listening to this, you should watch Drag Race. He's going <laughs> to... He first won't of all, it. If he's he listening... Fun of me. Be, Ricky better be listening to this. Uh, but aside from that... Um, yeah, watch Drag Race. It's a lot of fun. It, it'll teach you something about life or yourself. Or if nothing else, it'll teach you how hard drag race uh, drag queens work. Because, my God, the, what they I, put themselves through to get on stage and look like that is incredible. As a new drag mother, like, <laughs> because because of Drag Race, I've gotten my best friend into Drag Race, who now just is into drag, and I put him into drag now. It's been a wild and, year. And she's so proud and of he that. Does, I am, and he doesn't even do full, like, he doesn't, like, tuck or anything, so he doesn't even do the full job, but, like, it's still exhausting. Yeah, and I will it's say, I, I will say this, he does a great job. I've seen pictures of AJ and drag, and he, he does a great job. Thank you. So, or you do a great job, whichever, whoever's doing it, one of you is doing a great job. Um, but yeah, that, I, it's, it's, it's a good year, it's been a good year, it's been fun. Um, I look forward to another great year coming up. I look forward to getting out of this house when it's safe to get out of this house. I look forward to going to wrestling shows when it's safe to go to wrestling shows. I got to think about it the other day. I've not been to a live wrestling show since WrestleMania 35. My last was I went to Evolve 136 with Ricky, Will, and Dave, Dusty Dave. And that looked like so much fun. It I, was. I'm used to going to two or three sports car, redneck. Um, I'm used to going to uh, two or three a year, going down to Nashville, going up to Evansville, and seeing a Raw or a SmackDown. Um, or I, I, I missed a Dynamite. There was going to be a Dynamite last year, and I missed it in Nashville. Because I want to say that was in May, and somebody was graduating, and that was somehow more important. Anyway, um, it was baccalaureate, as it was. Regardless, I missed Dynamite. I want to go to shows. I'll be thankful for when that happens again. And I'm thankful that despite everything, we're still getting wrestling to enjoy and to watch. Um, if you hear a car in the background now, my daughter's friend's getting picked up and her mom drives a Mustang that's really loud. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful that wrestling has continued. Some of the best wrestling has happened 
this year. Some of the worst wrestling has happened this year. And I'm thankful for that, too, because if it wasn't for the worst wrestling, I wouldn't have a show. Um, I'm thankful my dad's still here. Um, we tossed a coin in the in the summer, pretty much, and like he might make it to the holidays. He might not. Uh, he made it. To, he's made it to the first holiday. Maybe he'll make it to the next one, and then we'll go from there. I told you guys, I think in June, that it didn't look like he'd make it to Christmas. And granted, we're still a long way off of Christmas, but he might make it. I'm thankful that he's. I'm thankful for the time that I've had. I'm thankful that I'm better now. I'm thankful that I survived COVID. I had an easy go of it compared to some people, but I got it. And I had a day where I really felt like it might be, you know, it might be the end coming. And the next day, I felt tons better. I had an easy go of it. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I was able, that my dad lasted through that because I wouldn't have even been able to go to a funeral at that point. I'm thankful that that I can see him again. Um, that was a downer, uh, but um, I am thankful for that. And then, things to be thankful for. It is. All right. We have talked Thanksgiving for almost 35 minutes, but this is a wrestling show. I, I promised you at the beginning we would talk some wrestling. We are going to talk some wrestling. Uh, and Kate, I have a surprise for you. Oh. You are the very first con- contestant on my new game show, Are what? You Smarter Than the Monday Night Delight? Oh, no. This is not just, we're not just doing oh, predictions. No. This is a prediction oh, no. contest. Oh no! That's right. We're going to be doing prediction contests before every takeover or AWWW pay per view here on the Gift Podcast. I'm going to bring in guests every single time. Uh, and the reason, Kate, I didn't tell you about this is I just thought of it this morning. Uh, Great. And so, we're, so we're just doing it. Um, Fuck. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Long time listeners of my shows will know I'm bad at predictions. Um, if you listen way back to the first year. Of uh, of re- of the gift of podcast, you'll know that Mitchell and I started doing predictions before SummerSlam of 2017. I and was I w- there. Uh, I did six consecutive pay per views, beating him, and I don't know that I beat him more than one time since then. So, and yes, um, I intend to have Mitchell on for this contest at some point. But we're going as me and Kate for Survivor Series this year. Uh, we're going to have a little prediction contest. And there's no prize. It's just, are you, you know, I will declare you smarter than me if you beat me. And then I won't declare you dumber if I won't declare you dumber if I beat you. Uh, luckier, maybe, but not dumber. Because this, this is not a smart thing. This is a luck thing. But let's get into it here. We've got seven matches and a bunch of other predictions to make. Let me start with this one. Who is going to interrupt The Undertaker? Elias. Elias. It's not a bad idea. Um, no, I'm being facetious. If they're trying to actually do something, it has to be The Fiend. It just has to. I've thought about that, and he's not on the card anywhere else, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think, ultimately, that's where it's going to go. If he fucking Mandible Claws Taker, and that's how it ends, I... I don't... I'm not... Honestly, I'm not ready. Like, I have... While I say, I said on Kings of the Rings a few weeks ago that like I'm, I am tired of them forcing Taker to retire over and over again because the emotional labor is exhausting. Yeah. And I felt nothing about this until this very moment when I realized that the under, it's now 11.18 my time. So in 12, at less than 12 hours, the Undertaker will be quote unquote retired. Not happening. Not at all. Uh, I I didn't believe it when he left his hat and gloves 
and coat in the ring. I don't believe oh it now. That was my last drunk WrestleMania. Uh, I chugged a bottle of wine after that. <laughs> and I bought SummerSlam tickets because it was on my birthday. I um, watched that night, and of course, I didn't. that was the last WrestleMania that people could go to that I didn't go to. Um, of course, yeah, I went to the next two. But, you know, Ant and Phil and a bunch of the guys were in the building and how emotional it was. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, he not retired. And, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. He may have fully intended to retire. He left the stuff there. He hugged his shoot wife on the outside. And people were like, hey, is that Michelle McCool? He took off. You know, he, he walked up the ramp and he disappeared. And I always believed that the last run of The Undertaker would be a loss at WrestleMania. But it would be the first one. But as he, as he left, my first thought was he'll be back for something. Something will bring him out of retirement. And yes, it was John Cena the next year, uh, which is ridiculous. John Cena the I next year. About that. that that I was at that WrestleMania for that three minute John Cena squash by the Undertaker. I was like, you came back for that, but no, I did not believe that he was retired then. I didn't believe it when I watched the Last Ride. I don't believe it now. Um, and, you know, the Undertaker will just disappear one day, or he'll become a uh, pre-show panelist. He's already doing Twitter and cameos and he's hot on ones. TikTok now. He's on TikTok. Did you see that? Now. Did you see the fucking TikTok with fucking Michelle McCool has that cheesy ass Undertaker mask on? No. And she comes popping out of the casket. It's awful. I don't like it. <laughs> um, I don't believe the Undertaker's going to retire tonight. That's why I even put this question on here. Here's my prediction. So I'm writing you down for The Fiend for yours. Mm-hmm. Here's my prediction. The Fiend is eventually going to come out. I'm almost positive of that. But I, I, my thought process is he's not going to be the only one to come out. If you say, like, retribution, I'm going to be mad. No, no, no. No, no. Kate, let me, let me test your wrestling history knowledge here. Uh, trash. Who else debuted on the show with The Undertaker? I don't remember. Is it... I don't remember. Here's my thinking. The Fiend will eventually come out, but I did not make him my official prediction. Um, on that WrestleMania, from a giant egg came the oh, gobbledygooker. Shut the fuck up. And I have, and I, my official <laughs> prediction is that during that segment, the gobbledygooker will appear and may be killed by... You know, I don't think The Fiend's going to kill The Undertaker tonight. But the gobbledygook will. But he'll kill the gob. No, the fiend will kill the gobbledygooker, and then stay and stand off with. Do that. It's the gob. You know, as that is <laughs> honest to God. My prediction. I have it written down here. Gobbledygooker is going to show up during the Undertaker. Segment. Are you trying to lose? No, your I own think, game. I'm trying to think like Vince McMahon, and the man is senile, and he'll okay, remember Vince this. Vince is senile, but that's also long-term storytelling that he doesn't care about. <laughs> okay, that's a fantastic point. Um... <laughs> Like, he's not going to have a 30-year end game. I am actually baking on two sets of long-term booking here tonight. We'll get to the other My, one. I have another bit. one, too. Okay. It's 10 years old. I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, hang on. We'll get there. Because I, I got a whole question about that. Uh, the whole thing. is, like, surging through my body. <laughs> it's okay. Let's, let's hop over to the pre-show. We'll go from there. There is a dual-branded paper, uh, battle royal in the pre-show I tonight. I um, and, and I don't... I, I won't watch it. I don't care. But I am asking I you to pick a pick a random person to win. Actually, I'll go first. Since you went first, and the other day, I'll go first on this one. I looked up and down this card, and there's a name missing 
on this card that should be on here, that should be uh, face, that should have some big win here. I'm picking Big E to win this this battle royal. I think he can win it. Can I tell you before I figure out who I want it to be? Sure. Fucking so at, right before we started, I pulled up CBS to look up the card. Sure. CBS is predicting Lars Sullivan to win the battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, listen, that will be listen, my reaction, listen. and I might not watch Survivor Series. Lars Sullivan should not be on the show. We don't you know, send him to. I was gonna say NXT UK, but you watch that. I don't want to do that. Send him to main event. That should be his brand. He, he can be this the main is event the main general event. manager. Are you ready? Oh my god! Why is it main event by RuPaul? The theme song just main event on a WWE. I don't know. Probably because of too much money to license. Um, hold on. I'm looking up to see if they're, well, how freckles do it, if, uh, who's in the Battle Royal. I don't think they have a list, do they? They don't have a list. They didn't have a list when I made this list an hour ago. Let's see. 120. There it is. No, it just says, it just says they predict Lars <laughs> Sullivan to win, which, like... Yeah, it says this match, this match was announced on November 20th. No participants have been announced, but it will include members of both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Wikipedia for the card, and it says participants TBA. <laughs> oh, great. Um, how many people are in this? Doesn't say. Great. Is it going to be a fucking 50-man battle royal? Uh, pro- if I had to guess, I'd say 20. Is Braun Strowman's probably Braun Strowman's probably gonna wait? Is Braun no, Strowman? No, he's on the he's on the, the Raw uh, Survivor Series team. I don't know who's on the teams anymore, to be completely honest. Like, well, there are um, too many injuries. And... <laughs> that's true. If you pick somebody that's on the team, I'll tell you. Just, um, I almost picked Mojo Rawley, to be real honest with you. I was like, yeah, Mojo will win, but then I realized Mojo's Biggie still signed. Yeah, he still works there. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Who's going to win the fucking main event? Mm. I'm like... Andrade's probably going to be in it. Angel Garza is probably going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Hardy's probably going to be in oh, it. Yeah, Jeff Hardy's not anywhere on this list. Which is unfortunate. Je- Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy should be on Team SmackDown. Or Team Raw, but... Hardy's whatever. not on the show. Biggie's not on the show. Orton's not on the show. The Fiend technically is not on the show. There's a lot of people not on this show. There are a lot show. of heavy hitters that are not on the show. But yeah, hold on, I need to look at these teams again because <laughs> I'm just I'm just dissatisfied. Oh yeah, no, it's, I made this list. It's like these are the teams, um, and and like as most people Rob know, is a disaster. Uh, Raw men is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and no first name given Riddle. Riddle should not have been on the team. Riddle should not should be have in the Jeff. company. It should have been Jeff. Um, and then SmackDown is KO, which is great. Jey Uso, which is great. King Corbin, because why? Seth mm. is great. And then Otis. Otis which, should be winning the Battle Royal. Yeah, that's... My, my first thought was, oh, Otis will win the Battle Royal. And then I looked down, he's on the team. How so did he I make the team? What did he do? I think they just announced him on SmackDown. Why? Didn't he... Oh. Qual- he didn't qualify? I don't... Think so? Ugh. Hang on. You you, you look at the <laughs> roster. I'll see how it just got on the team. Okay. Hold on. 
I need to look up the twenty twenty WWE roster. Let's see. Okay, um, on the November twentieth episode of SmackDown, which was yesterday or day before yesterday, our time, um, WWE official Adam Pearce named Otis as the final member of Team SmackDown. This feels I, like I the thing worse. Is where he Otis get injured and gets attacked backstage and somebody comes. Yeah, that's what this feels like. Is that somebody's going to beat up Otis and take his spot? But I can't make a prediction on that because you know who knows. Oh, Tucky's probably going to be in the battle royal because Tucky's like a jobber now. Oh, don't listen. I only halfway watch WWE right now, and I'm so angry about this Otis storyline. He had everything at WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, and now he has nothing. Alistair's <laughs> have... probably going to be in the battle royal. He could be a winner. He's, He's not, not on the show. Oh, they, his, they just fired his wife. They're not going to let him win. You know what? That's that's a good point. <laughs> and he also asked to go back to NXT, and they told him no. Okay, you're right. He's not winning. Uh, he's lucky he still has a paycheck from that place. Yeah. Like, but if they if they let him go, and I'll stand by this, if they let him go, and AEW no. does not put the money in to bring Alistair and Zelina into their fold, then they truly don't know what they're doing. Um, and it's been a fluke up until now. I, that women's division could use Elena Vega like crazy. You know, Aleister Black, you will always find the good stuff for Aleister Black to do. Or if Impact doesn't put in the money to bring them. And granted, Impact doesn't have Tony Khan money. But Impact could use both of them too. Because Impact's women's division is not bad. I could see it's him. Not. Well, I feel like he would come back as Tommy Ends to either, not NXT, to AEW or even to Japan. That could be a good one too. Um... But what if there's it, a surprise return? <gasps> I know what I want. What do you and, want? All right. I want the marks to cry. Okay. Oh, please. Go for Jinder it. Jinder Mahal is coming back and winning the Battle Royal. I, I can get down for that answer. Um, no, I'm going. I'm on this uh, website that shows the entire like WWE roster, and behind them shows what brand they're on. And then I mm-hmm. just see Jinder has no brand, so I'm like, wait a moment. That... Is not bad, and that plays into Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown. If he comes back un uh, un, he's a free agent. Uh, yes, unaffiliated. That would be good. Okay, Gender. Gender's a great pick. Who knows? Gender could be the last man. If Gender could be the one that also attacks Otis and takes his spot on Team SmackDown. Uh, let's get into the actual Ooh, paper. I like that. The actual pay per view matches: U.S. Champion Bobby Lashley versus IC Champion Sami Zayn in a Champion versus Champion Heel versus Heel. Who thought this was a good idea match? I assume Lashley's still a heel. I know the Hurt Business has been fighting with Retribution, but they still feel like heels to me. I I guess they're the faces by default. Ugh. So that means Bobby Lashley is the baby face in the match with Sami Zayn. Shut up. I don't like uh, Whose idea was to put these two together again? Do, do, do y'all not tri- remember what happened last time? Bobby's, you remember Bobby's sisters? Yes, that's, that's what I'm Ugh. going this is what happened last time you put these idiots want, together. I, all I wanted was Sami Zayn to be IC champ, but like not like this. No. Like, and last week they had Apollo Crews versus Sami, and I was like, oh, okay. So Sam, Apollo's going to win this this match because, A, you got a feud to, re, to rehash from la, from earlier this year with Apollo Crews uh, and, and MVP and the Hurt Business, and you got a baby face to go against their heels. But no. Sammy tied his feet to the ring uh, supports and and beat him by countout, and nobody and Adam Pierce couldn't be bothered to come out and restart the match. Um, 
God, I'm picking Lashley because I honestly just can't see Sami Zayn winning this match. And maybe I'm super wrong. I love Sami Zayn. I love him. I have always loved him. But, and I think he needs the win really badly, but realistically, I don't see them giving it to him. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's It's Lashley. It's not fair. Um, I don't like Bobby Lashley anymore. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever liked liked Bobby Lashley. Well, I liked when he returned because it was like a high school throwback for me. But I think his, pretty much his entire time at WWE since he's been back has kind of been boring as fuck. And I'm not into it. Yeah, I get that. I went to, he, I liked Bobby Lashley in Impact. I'll say that. Um, I went to a house show during his first run. I think he was still ECW champion at the time. That's how long ago it was. Oh, bring me back. And I um and I purchased. I went to the the uh, merch stand and I wanted to buy two T-shirts. I wanted to buy a CM Punk T-shirt. Which and one? I wanted to. Uh, it's it's the one with the straight edge crossed arms on the front. Straight edge hardcore. I have um, that one. And then I wanted to buy a Batista shirt. It's the one that just had the like the weird metallic looking B mm-hmm. for Batista. And the guy is like, no problem. I pay for him. He gives me my bag. I, I, oh, I, actually, I can tell you what where this was. This was Judgment Day 2007. Wow. Main evented by John Cena versus the Great Kali. <laughs> and also Edge versus Batista, <laughs> which was better. But, um, uh, and so it's in St. Louis. We, we finish up. I put my bag in the car. Me and my dad and my brother, we drive all the way back home. It's about a two and a half hour drive. It's one in the morning. I get in no problem. Next morning, I go to put on my Batista t-shirt, pull it out of the bag, and it's a Bobby Lashley t-shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, he grabbed the wrong t-shirt. So I have a Bobby Lashley t-shirt. I put money in Bobby Lashley's pocket, but I don't like him. And I don't think I ever have. That sucks. Yeah. I, um, I do still have that t-shirt and the CM Punk t-shirt somewhere in this house. Um, did they, did you pick Lashley? I don't know if I ever actually... Um, technically, yeah, but, like, not because I want him to win. Like, I am actively rooting for Sami Zayn. Right, but... but the Hurt think... Business is gonna come ruin it. The Hurt Business, Retribution, um, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, somebody's gonna get involved here. Like, this match is gonna be buffoonery. I'm, I'm hoping Lashley kills Sami Zayn in 90 seconds. That's the best outcome of this match. But... <sighs> Who knows? Tag Team Champions versus Tag Team Champions. The New Day versus the Street Profits. This is going to be a fantastic match. Let's just get that out of the way. There's no losers in this match because it's going to be fantastic. But who's going to win and why? Um... I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Street Profits winning. I had the same idea. Um, that's what I'm feeling. They need to win more. Let's just be honest about it. The Street Profits would benefit more from beating the New Day than the New Day yeah. would benefit from beating the Street Profits. But I don't but, know, because isn't this the first pay-per-view? This is like the first pay-per-view with them as champs since they split up them Biggie, right? First pay-per-view, yes. So, um, I don't know. Maybe there might be some like emotion into play. Or they're going to see Big, Biggie, or something. Something's going to happen. I feel like Biggie's going to be involved somehow. Yeah, there is there is that he could... I mean, 
that would be all well and good if the New Day hadn't shown up on SmackDown this last week and yeah. Big E just wasn't around. <laughs> they they wore matching gear, but if I'm not mistaken, as much as far as I watched the SmackDown, the New Day, uh, ben, uh, oh, Xavier and Kofi did not interact with Big E, mm-hmm. which is weird when they're wearing matching gear, and they they love and miss each other so much that they're not even together. Maybe Big E's gonna, and I hate this thought. What if Big Yo. E costs the New Day the match? Don't say that. I think if he costs them the match, it's going to be by accident, not because he meant for them to lose. Because I will not have that negativity in my life. Fair enough. I won't. He accidentally cost them the match. Like, he'll um, come out, and they'll be like, oh, big, I love you. And then they'll get pinned, and boom. <laughs> I don't uh, know. It would be great if the if the Street Profits had a third. It would at least make sense. But there, it's ba- this one's Babyface versus Babyface, which is fantastic. I've also heard the idea of a heel turn New Day. And I don't want it. It would be so hard to pull off. I don't want now. either team to turn heel, if I'm being honest. No. Uh, right now, it, it's not a good time for either. Especially considering on their respective shows, how many babyface tag teams are there on Raw? How many babyface tag teams are there on SmackDown? Yeah. I, I want my New Day Miz and Morrison feud. I, I want a proper one, not the one we had at the beginning of the year where it ended in a singles match because Miz couldn't be bothered to not get COVID-19. Um, I'm picking the Street Profits. I don't feel good about that pick, but I am picking the Street Profits. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. Um, this one... To me, it's clear-cut. I know exactly what's going to happen in this match. And I know Asuka's not the monster she once was. No, not at all. By all means, she is not. She's been pinned by Alexa Bliss. And I love Alexa Bliss, but Alexa Bliss should not be pinning Asuka. She's exactly one Kate Murphy. She is exactly one Kate Murphy doll. Um, But we got a situation brewing on SmackDown with, with Sasha Banks and Carmella. Carmella is going to cost Sasha Banks this match. I, I can see it in the stars. Um, and I know, I'm terrible at predictions. But the best prediction, the most accurate prediction I've ever made involved Carmella. And that was that James Ellsworth was going to win her the Money in the Bank briefcase. And I was very right on that. Oh, my God. So I'm, I, I have some sort of Carmella project, predicting mojo. And I, she's going to cost Sasha Banks this match. If I can see it. If you feel better, my most accurate prediction was Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship. I knew that was going to happen. I, I just didn't predict it. I said it as a joke. It. I'm like, I, re- I remember tweeting, like, Law, what if Jinder won the title? And then he was the champion for six months. Yeah, it was a good if, six months. It was also a terrible <laughs> six months. I hope for our sake that Jinder and Carmella predictions come true. Yeah. But, like, I feel like this could also be Sasha's time to fucking murder Asuka, and I think she could fu- beat Asuka clean. I, it would be great for Sasha's character for Sasha right now to win I think a match she clean. Needs it. Like with the over, momentum uh, Sasha's on right now between her WWE run and the fact that like she's in starring on the Mandalorian now. Like this is uh, the, this is the this is the season of Sasha. Sure, and I, and I can. That's a great. Have you watched the Mandalorian with her in it? Oh my god, yeah, it's great. Okay, I would say starring is a is a heavy term. Well, she's featuring, not starring, absolutely. but. But she played a featured role. Uh, I mean, 
you're, you you could make a great case for Sasha being the winner. Um, That's how you know I'm on Kings of the Rings podcast. Like, I was talking so much shit about Sasha Banks a year ago, and now I'm like totally sold on her again. You're full on Sasha Banks, ready to go. Yeah. All right, so I'm putting you down for Sasha Banks. Yeah. All right. Women's ten-woman Survivor Series match, Team Raw, and get this, everybody, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana Rusev, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce. And I only add Rusev because she only one didn't have a last name. Um, Thanks, I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Versus SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv uh, Morgan, Natalia Neidhart, and Bailey, no last name given. Uh, who is positive? First of all, first of all, most most important question: Who cares? Okay. Secondly, how's this going to go down? And, and who's going to be the survivors of the match? Any Lana by accident? Thoughts? Was that Lana, Lana by, accident? by accident? There's a lot of people predicting that, and and Apparently maybe her. it's true. I didn't watch it yet, but apparently her she's a chronicle out. Apparently it's very compelling. Uh, I actually have seen bits and pieces of it. And yeah, they it's clear they want to make Lana a star in their women's division. Why? And my only Sorry, thought is rude. to... Well, no, it's a good question. My thought is what I was going to answer. My thought is the only reason they're doing it is to spite Rusev. <laughs> it's like, yeah, That's we did. True. You could have been a great star, and we, but we... Didn't let you, but hey, we're going to take your wife who, let's be honest, is not the greatest wrestler in the world, uh, and we're going to make her the biggest women's wrestler in the We're going to make her the next Becky Lynch. It's not going to work, yeah. but I can see them thinking about it. How dare um, you? <laughs> I'm, the next I'm Becky Lynch, saying, are you joking? It would take a lot of work. That's, And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's their idea. They, they 100% are taking responsibility for... Becky Lynch's rise to the top, and they think they can do it with Lana. And you know how they're going to do it? They're going to beat her over and over again, just like they did with Becky, until she organically gets over. It's the it's the Daniel Bryan theory. If you beat a guy enough times, the fan will get behind, fans will get behind him, and he'll become the the best. But they try to with Barry so Corbin. It won't work. She's fucking it, it's annoying. O- it, it's only ever worked with Daniel Bryan and also Becky Lynch. Yeah, that's why it didn't work with Baron Corbin because no one cared. You t- if you take out the personality factor, if you take out Daniel Bryan's personality, you take out Becky Lynch's personality, you you end up with Baron Corbin, with Lana. You end up with guys who just look like crap and have lost a bunch of matches, and you suddenly stick a title on them. Mm-hmm. Don't put it, you know, but that's what they're going to do. And clearly, sometime during this match, Lana is either going to go through a table, or she's going to find a way to put Nia or Shayna through a table and cost them the match. Um, that's really what it feels like. How is she going to um, put Nia Jax through a table? You set up a table, you get Lana on the outside, she's trying to give her the sunset flip powerbomb, and you have Bailey dropkick her, and Nia goes over and through the table. And technically, Lana put her through the table. Uh, it's, not a go- it's not a good plan. It's just the booking that I see coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're, you're picking Raw with Lana as a survivor? Yeah, because I want everyone to cry. Now listen, our ideas take a very similar path here. Early on in the match, I, I, I'm going the other way. I think Lana and Shay, or Nia and Shayna are going to put Lana through a table. Like, the bell rings, they pull her off the apron, they put her through a table right then. And they're going to do that, that Royal Rumble thing that I hate, where one person lays on the outside for the entire match oh, and then comes in at the Oh, and they forget about her? 
Yes, I want it to come down to, you know, uh, Shane. You know, Nia's eliminated. It's Shane is going to reveal my survivors here. Shayna versus Bailey and Bianca Belair, and she locks in ba- one of them into the Carafuda clutch. She's about to tap her out, and Lana rises from the dead, comes over, like stomps on Shayna to to get her to break the hold. They have a scuffle. In the scuffle, Bailey pins Shayna. And then Bailey and Bianca pin Lana because it's Lana. Uh, I, I'm picking SmackDown to win this match, and Bailey and Bianca to uh, to be the survivors. So I think the Lana booking is sound, but at the same time, she can't possibly be allowed to win this match. It, I'm, it's SmackDown. It's Bailey. It's Bianca, and we're gonna go on from there. Um. But yeah, it's just so... I hate this Lana booking so much. It's a nightmare. It's ridiculous. It's not important to anything. And it, they gotta lose. And that's the fact that they switched the team up this week. Mandy Rose got injured at the hands of Nia, which I hate. And so they took Mandy and Dana, who I love, out of the match. And they put in Lacey Evans, who's fine. And Peyton, Hoyce, Peyton Royce, who is okay. But it's going to make no difference. It's going to be SmackDown. It's going to be Bianca and Bailey. We're going to go from there. Uh, Raw versus SmackDown men's uh, Survivor Series match. We got AJ Lee. AJ, not AJ Lee. <laughs> I just said AJ Lee is on the Raw men's SmackDown. T- that's not correct. I just wrote down AJ. That would, <laughs> AJ Styles, which makes way more sense. Uh, Keith Lee, Sheamus, <clears throat> Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle, excuse me, excuse me, Riddle versus uh, SmackDown team Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins, and possibly Otis and possibly somebody else. Um, what if Tucky attacks Otis? I mean, great. <laughs> who, at this point, who cares? <laughs> You took I really everything. don't care about this pay-per-view. You can't awful. take everything from a man now. I mean, he had <laughs> he had the girl, he had the friend, and he had the money in the bank briefcase. He was on the verge of greatness, and you stripped it all from him. You took it all from him. <clears throat> he doesn't have the briefcase. Miz has that. More on that in a second. His best buddy in the world has has gotten rid of him because he focused on the girl. The girl got shipped to another brand and Nia Jax broke her arm or separated her shoulder and she's out. So what does Otis have? Are we building up to Otis winning the Royal Rumble to go on to WrestleMania? I really, 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 really doubt it. But I would be on board with it if that's where it goes. No. Otis is just... uh, You've taken everything from Otis and and it went from Jackie's favorite storyline to she can't she doesn't even care about enough to watch the show anymore. It's the worst. And, and this has nothing to do with my prediction. I just hate what you've done with Otis for the past month or two. Oh, I haven't ranted on proper. I haven't properly ranted about WWE in like two months, and it How feels pretty feel? good. It, it's an, it's an old feel. It's a it's like putting on. You bring up the winter clothes from the basement or the attic, and you put them on that sweatshirt that you hadn't worn in a while. It feels mm-hmm. like that. It's oh, it's comforting. That. It's safe, um, and it's what the show was built off of. If we're being real honest, um, no, my pick for this one is SmackDown, though. Um, and honestly, I don't even know how they get there because you got to get through Keith Lee and Braun Strowman on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I I see at the end only one man 
standing tall, and it's a it's it's not your standard pick. We all know it's Otis. I I picked Jay Uso to be my sole survivor because they've been building Jay Uso like crazy. That's and and if at the end, and I you know maybe the last person he puts down is Sheamus or AJ Styles, you know one of the the smaller guys, but. Jay Uso, I think, is your sole survivor, and he stands tall here. I would really enjoy that. But I don't know, part of me just feels that they're going to do the stupid route and have it be Otis. <laughs> uh, if this was three <laughs> months ago, I would agree with you. But it's just, it's so different than it was three months ago with Otis. He is so not the but guy I, anymore. I know he's not the guy anymore, but like... I don't these teams suck. <laughs> they really do. I said a few weeks ago that I wanted AJ Styles to come out and like we we've been talking on KOT how he want him to be in a crazy captain outfit like Alicia Fox did a couple of years ago. Yeah, that'd be like, good. I want his entrance. I want him to come down that ramp on a fucking boat, like Washington crossing the Delaware. That <laughs> is what I want, and I'm not getting it, and I'm upset. <laughs> it is Horrible. I wanted to point this. There, I want to. I want to point to. While you're thinking about your pick, I'm gonna to point to two historical Survivor or well, past Survivor series and how much better this could have been. I'm just gonna look at last year. This is the men's five on five on five. First of all, there's no NXT this year. Five on five on five Survivor series match last year. It was Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, Mustafa Ali, and Shorty G for SmackDown. Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet for Raw, and Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Valter for, for NXT. A lot of these guys are also in this match, and they've killed, I mean, Strowman and, and, and uh, Riddle and Keith Lee are so lesser stocked than they were a year ago mm-hmm. that they've lost so much. Like, I don't care about this match, because who cares? AJ's not where he was a year ago. Sheamus was never there. Uh, Jay is the is the only person, and maybe Seth, but Jay's the only person whose stock has been raised since last year's no, Survivor Series. Like, King Corbin is another joke on the team. KO does not mm-hmm. need the win at all. Um, no. Seth is probably going on paternity leave soon, so, like... Definitely. He yeah. could either go out on a high and, like, be the sole survivor, or... I don't know, but I don't see it that way. Like No, tradition would state that he would go out on his back. Yeah. So he it's in terms of storytelling, it makes the most sense for Jay and he can get the praise from Roman. But I yeah. also just have this gut feeling that they're gonna be dumb and have it be Otis on bullshit. Because I don't trust them to do a good match. I mean Either tr- way SmackDown is winning. Like SmackDown's I, winning. Raw's gonna implode on upon itself. That is the story they're telling. Um, like, this isn't the, an 80s John Hughes movie. Like, the team isn't going to get it together in the third quarter and win. The, it's not going to happen. I need to watch some 80s John Hughes movies. That would be better than, than watching Raw on SmackDown. Um, the other one I was going to point to. So, are you picking Otis for your survivor? Yeah. I have a gut feeling it's Otis. Maybe it will be. I don't want other, it to be, though. I don't support it. I like the J.I. did better. But my gut is telling me Otis is winning. <laughs> I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it makes sense. 
Um, the other Survivor Series I was going to point to, I think it was 2006. I think it was 2006. It was Team DX versus Team... Uh, no, it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. So it must have been 2007 or 8. But Hunter's on the team. And Hunter's the captain of the Raw team. And he comes out and says, let's have a look at the uh, SmackDown team. And he, they flash up the guys. And, and WWE is apparently trying to take a chance on young guys for their Survivor Series team. And Hunter just goes, well, look at that. It's a who's who of who cares. Uh, and they dismiss the entire team. And on SmackDown the next night, they rebuild the entire team because of how much reaction Hunter got from that line. Yeah. So you should have done that this year, dismiss the Raw team, keep AJ, and have him pick four more dudes. But just it didn't it didn't fly. It's going to be SmackDown. I say Jay. You say Otis, and you know what? You're probably right. I, I'm going for the good moment. You're going for the thing that's actually going to happen. Um, one more match. WWE Champion Drew McIntyre versus Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And I spent 20 minutes just looking at those words in my paper trying to figure out which name to write down. I can't wait. It's going to be an amazing match. It's going to be two guys beating the living hell out of each other. Um, and, I'm, and I'm here for it. So, for me... The, so, do you remember when they had their match at Mania 35? We were there. Yes. So, yes. I referred to that match as Daddy Mania. Sure. Tonight is Daddy Mania 2. So sure. I'm very excited. But I think Roman's going to win. I, I, I actually put down Roman. Um, I just... And part of it is he's on such a run. Yeah. He does not lose. need to lose right now. And, granted, Drew just won the title. And... Maybe you shouldn't beat him, but if you're going to have somebody beat him, Roman Reigns is okay to beat him. Part of me wanted to go no contest. I was like, well, that's a horrible way to finish a Survivor Series. This is also definitely going to be the main event. It wouldn't surprise me, though. I mean, I could see them ending it for something. Like, no contest. I mean, historically, champion versus champion matches end in ref stoppages or DQs. The show could just go off the air because time ran out. But... It's Roman Reigns, and part of me is cynical, like, well, yeah, they favor Roman Reigns. But they do favor Roman Reigns, because heel Roman Reigns is the best Roman Reigns we've had. Um, it's got to be Roman. Yeah. And maybe you don't have it be the last thing, uh, because it is a it is a heel winning the last match, but it's also WWE and no one cares. I don't think but that you matters when Roman Reigns is the heel question. The main event that, has to be that's Roman Reigns. True. Uh, you brought up something at the beginning that you, do you think the Undertaker is going to be the last thing on the show? Oh yeah, probably. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're probably right. Um, but I'm going Roman on that one too. But that the brings sh- me to the last prediction. It's going to close out with Taker getting mandible quad or some shit. It's going to have a, it's going to end very iconically. I feel. I very easily could. I mean, you know that. That could work very well. So, but we have one more question to ask and one more prediction to make. Ten years ago tonight, in the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, Mike the Miz Mizanin cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase and won the WWE Championship from Randy Orton. I was late picking my wife up from work because I had a pretty good feeling this was going to happen. She, was, she got off at 11.30. I was 10 minutes away from where she worked, and this show didn't go off the air until about 25 after 11. Um, But he won the title in this building 10 years ago tonight. 
end up in, and so the question is, is the Miz going to cash in his briefcase? Yes. Is he going to, who is he going to cash it in on? And is he going to win the title? Three questions to answer here. Uh, um, and I think, I think, up in, I know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, you think, I think it makes more sense that he's going to cash in on Drew because he's not going to sure. win to Roman. True. I could see him beating Drew for it. I wish it, again. Okay, so I wish it was Randy, but whatever. That's the only problem I have with Randy dropping is I wanted him to cash in on Randy. Yeah, um, I wanted that if complete you, moment. If you remember when he won that briefcase from Roman, we were talking about or not from Roman from Otis. We were talking about the next day, and I made the startling realization, and you added to it that it was ten years ago. This month, and you specified on the day, Randy Orton was the champion. He and Randy Orton had just wrestled Wade Barrett. Well, Wade Barrett had just come back to WWE. Randy Orton was the champion. Miz had the briefcase. You pointed out that they're in the same building, and it's on the exact same day. And I was certain, one hundred percent, that Roman Reigns was going to beat Randy Orton fiercely, and then the Miz was going to win the title, mm-hmm. and then Drew won the title back. And I got a bad feeling that if The Miz tries to cash in on Drew, he's going to lose. Unless Roman and Drew go at it for 40 minutes and he can just come in at a skull-crushing finale and win, I don't think he can beat Drew. So, my official prediction right here is that he's not going to cash in the briefcase tonight. That they're just going to let this moment go. And maybe they'll ca- he'll cash in somewhere down the line. Maybe he'll lose it back to Otis. If they don't do it tonight. I I believe that's true. Um, but if they do do it, I need the Miz girl, now age 20-whatever, on the Thunderdome the moment he wins the title. I don't think they anyone's need a, found her yet. I don't think anyone has. And if I was her, I, I would disappear into the mist too. <laughs> <laughs> I would want um, to I have said no. He's not even going to cash in tonight. That is that is my prediction, and I hate that. And if I'm wrong and he wins, I'm gonna be so happy to give you those three points, um, because hey, he won the title. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Survivor Series in a nutshell. That is all of it there. Well, we we have gone Royal Rumble links here on this show yes, here today, but that's fantastic. Um, I want to thank everybody who has listened to this show who has been listening to the uh, Rona Rumbles I appreciate you all giving me this opportunity to to pre-record some shows and do the things I need to do with my new job with my dad and not have to worry about doing the show each and every week thank you for those who are listening they're going to continue on until the Royal Rumble we're just going to keep going there if I recorded the next couple uh, and then we're switching over to back to retro reviews and some new stuff each and every week after the Rumble it'll be a good time uh, Kate, go ahead and plug your show and all your things. All righty. You can find my podcast, Kings of the Rings Podcast, here on Russell Addict Radio each and every Thursday. You can find us across all social media platforms at KOTR underscore podcast. You can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. Um, go to our Teespring store. Um I wish I remembered the link. I feel like it's Kings dash of dash the dash rings dash three now dot teespring dot com something like that. 
But we have something cute like sh- that. We have cute shit. The sweatshirts are really comfy. Uh, the fan- we have fanny packs and they fleek. Um, <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddict Radio. Five doll hairs a month gets you all sorts of wonderful special content and access to our group chat where I blow up your phone with memes all the time. <laughs> uh, that it's true. It, it's true. I know that my my group me has a tendency to turn off my notifications for some reason, and I know that happens when I stop getting notifications that Kate's putting things on group me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, five dollars a month. Uh, here's a special holiday announcement for you. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you start getting shows from all of our shows here. You're going to begin hearing what I haven't named yet. But I'm going to start reviewing WWE ECW. <laughs> I've watched the first two. They are horrendous. Wait. Um, my ECW? Your ECW. <laughs> ECW. You know, WWE ECW. The, starting with the zombie <laughs> versus the Sandman. Um, I, watched, I watched the first one of those this week. Um, and I, and I, I remember it, but it's so much worse than I remember when there's a zombie, he comes out and a Sandman kills him. And then Kelly, Kelly comes out and she starts dancing and she claims she's going to get naked. And my first thought is somebody's going to out here stop her from getting naked. And then she gets way more naked than I thought she was going to get. Uh-huh. And I talk about all that on the show. Um, so I haven't decided what that show's called yet. I'm so but I'm, happy. I'm doing two episodes twice a month for the Patreon um, it it's a terrible show, but it's a lot of it's ECW is a terrible show. My show is great reviewing it because I have a conniption, and apparently this is Kate's ECW, so they're invited to come on the show. We'll talk about it from time to time. Yes, please. I have to re. I started rewatching it like when they first added it to the network, but like I really gotta like start it again because honestly, it's so bad. But it's it's that that's my like that's my old sweatshirt for wrestling. <laughs> There you are. Um, but also check me out on Twitter at MN underscore Delight. Check me out on the TikTok at MN Delight. I actually made TikToks this week. A lot of good stuff there. Um, be sure to uh, to subscribe to at Wrestle, or at Attic underscore Wrestle for everything. Um, somebody will be live tweeting Survivor Series tonight, although you will have already seen it by then, but I guarantee you had a good time there. And... Um, that's about everything. I want to thank Kate so much for coming on the show again. They are always uh, a blast to have on, uh, and, and I'm sorry that I sprung a game show on them halfway thank through you there. For having me. Oh, it's always fun to have you on the show. Um, you're always prepared, and it's all, I never know what you're going to say. No one. But knows. it always makes for a great radio. <laughs> um, but that's going to be it for the Delight Show this week. Be sure to check us out um, next week. We're going back to the Men's Royal Rumble from. 2018 yes that's correct um which I, I have a conspiracy theory about that they made that Royal Rumble terrible so the women looked great at the end because it's a terrible Royal Rumble be sure to come back next week and hear that have a great week have a happy Thanksgiving don't go anywhere we'll see you next week bye bye well, fuck you slack <laughs>